Welcome to episode number 117 of the Talley Talk Podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got some geekly news this week, don't we, my friend? Oh, we do, we do. Oh my gosh. All right, top of the order, we have Valiant. Um, Vin Diesel has been out shooting the Bloodshot movie, and we have our first look at Vin Diesel. <laughs> In... <laughs> In sunglasses. As, as Vin Diesel. As oh, Vin right. Diesel, yeah. Um, <laughs> as Ray Garrison, a.k.a. Bloodshot. Uh, so, really nothing. You know, it's an origin movie. Most of the world does not know uh, Valiant characters. They're not even close to the purview of what the general audience has any idea about. Even my friends who read comic books don't read Valiant. Um, so... You know, I get it. They got to do an origin story. I hate origin stories for the most part. But, you know, I'd rather it be like, think about Blade. You know, they didn't, you gave us an origin story, but you gave it to us in like five seconds. You know what I mean? You just did a flashback. Like, can't you just like do that? Can't they just be the characters and then you see little snippets here and there? So yeah. I'd rather it be done, personally. I think that. I think that really worked in that movie as well because it was aimed at a at a more mature audience. So it's like Bloodshot's going to be rated R. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So it's like just do these. Like nobody needs to just get dragged through the trenches of an origin story every time. And I mean, people, everybody complains about that. And sometimes it's it's done right. Sometimes it's not. But right, I get. I mean, I get it as well as you. I mean, just like you said, nobody knows who these people are. So right. it's like you got to build on that. So hopefully it works. Hopefully it works. All right, moving on to the Marvel news. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does say that Deadpool 3 is in the works and it's going to be completely different than parts one and two. What do you make of that statement? Um, I read I read a little bit about it uh, in the in the interview he gave. It was just kind of like um, they want to go in a different path, uh, a different route for the movies, uh, I guess. So is, it'll be under the Disney umbrella at that point. So if they are still keeping it in R, um, what's there's been a lot of rumors about this X Force movie. Some people say it's happening. Some say it's not. Um, last thing I read was X Force is going to happen before Deadpool three. So who knows how that would set up Deadpool three? I guess nobody knows until Kevin Feige says, snaps his fingers and makes things happen. Right. Right. Or destroys everybody as it is that he wants to do. Half of uh, it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I'm excited to see another Deadpool, even though I thought Deadpool 2 was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me remember why I don't read like Deadpool comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like it was like okay, I get it, but you need to be with people. You need to be not by yourself. You need to be part of a group. Um, so, but that's uh, you know we're in the minority because most people love Deadpool, ate it up, and blah blah blah. So we'll see. Um, Black Panther back in the news because the Oscar nominations came out today, January twenty second, and Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture amongst six other awards. Um, that's huge. Huge yeah. news. The it's a milestone. Milestone in, in the comic in comic history. It is, yeah. It is. It's, it's that, and it's so much more. Yeah. Do you think it's because 
if it wasn't for the cultural relevance, I don't think it would have been nominated. Correct. It it had it had a huge influence on our society. Yeah, and I think that it's 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 that kind of movie, and uh, culturally, I've never seen anything happen like that. Thanks, thanks to a movie. Yeah, and it's um, you know, Black Panther is a great movie. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't think so. Yep. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: Black Panther is a good movie. The ending is annoying. Um, with the rhinos and stuff like that. Sorry, you know what? It, actually, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's very good. It's just, it's not Infinity War. <laughs> Correct. Um, I just, it's, you know, it's a parallel to uh, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight have made as much money without Heath Ledger. You know, no, I don't think so. It's uh, a great movie, but that, that um, you know, things like that influence, it's not anywhere near the comparison of what Black Panther was, but it's the same kind of, same kind of uh, idea. Yep. I Culture think propels this into, you know, to what Yeah. And, and I think in this society, you know, to have a person of color leading a movie, a good movie with a good message, uniting all people, you know what I mean? I think it's, uh, you know, with Martin Luther King Day just yesterday for us, you know, I thought it's a movie that rings true to his message. So without getting too political. Um, just to mention once, you know, just the, this mini full circle right now, um, everybody still forgets about blade. So, <laughs> yeah, but blade's message was kill all vampires. <laughs> yes. It's an important message, Casey. That it is an everybody... important message. Correct. Don't leave <laughs> vampire alive. Um, right. speaking of people of color leading superhero movies though. Into the Spider-Verse picks up a nom- nomination for Best Animated. Um, it will take it. I have no doubt that it will take it. Incredibles 2 uh, is an amazing movie, but I've never seen things in animation like I've seen it Into the Spider-Verse. That's just what it comes down to. Yes, I agree. So, technical achievements all around. And then, uh, rounding out the Marvel news... Um, Charlie Cox gives a little bit of insight about where season four of Punisher, or Punisher Daredevil would have gone if it didn't get canceled. Um, and just kind of like saying that they would have explored his relationship with Bullseye more. With Bullseye going full Bullseye. Not so much the origin story at that point. Now he is Bullseye. Yeah, interestingly enough, they used in this, you know, in this fake future that we can imagine um, that they used season three as the origin story of bullseye. Um, That's cool. That's a huge slow burn. If this was all to play out properly. So who knows what happens in two years? Um, Maybe we get it back. Maybe. I will. Yeah. um, To kind of divert for just a siphon two. Um, Maybe we'll have a review when you finish it, but it's not as good as the first season. I will say that. Uh, but it got me re-loving Punisher again as far as the comic books because I've always been a Punisher comic book fan. And um, in case you guys don't know anything about Bloodshot, Bloodshot is Punisher meets Wolverine. That's what he is. He is those two characters combined. Um, but I started reading Punisher Max 
not the Garth Enos, because I have read that before, but I read Jason Aaron's Punisher Max. And it is just disgusting. I mean, it is disgusting. And Bullseye is very disgusting in it. So if you want to read a good Punisher story that's going to really gross you out and give you a little bit uh, more into the world of Punisher, I implore you to check out Jason Aaron's run on Punisher Max. I think there's maybe 24 issues. I'm not through them all yet, about halfway through, but it's it's very good. <laughs> it's, it's very, And you get to see a little bit of a Kingpin origin story um, as well in it through this Punisher comic. So check it out. Cool. Okay, DC News. Apparently, well, can you take this top one? Because I actually didn't read this. Yeah, so um, news hit that Kelsey Grammer was joining the cast of Arrow, but apparently it's just for one episode. Uh, they're going to be doing a mockumentary uh, kind of based on the, the Green Arrow. Okay, it's based on the Green Arrow. Uh, and Grammer will be lending his voice as the narrator of this. Okay, so like a legend of the Green Arrow story. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. You know, it's crazy. 150 episodes. You know what I mean? Like the fact that it's going to be on that, that's, that's cool. Um, I could see them having a lot of fun with an episode like this. If it mm-hmm. is a, a mockumentary, especially, I think of like Spinal Tap, you know, things like, or anything uh, best in show, you know what I mean? Like they could, they could get funny with it. Yeah. And I think that would be good. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of question where this is going. Um, You know, we're going to be looking at this flash forward, you know, whatever the heck that storyline is about uh, in the second half of the season, which starts, you know, uh, soon. So pretty excited. Yeah. This this week. Yeah. I was on this week yesterday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was on last night. So it's, it's already on the app. Yeah. So, for all of us who didn't read spoilers, but are now going to get spoiled, I didn't even read about what is this flash forward situation, Chris. What do you mean? It's what we've been kind of seeing clippets of throughout the first half of the season. You know where they're like, where they're older. It's like old man oh, Roy. Oh, gotcha. That. Yeah, okay. yeah, that. All so right, I just, that. we'll get yeah. more a resolution of that. So okay, yeah. Looking gotcha. forward to that because that's kind of a neat storyline. Well, yeah, and. He's dead. So right, that. right, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got our first look at Dreamer, um, played by Nicole Maines in uh, Supergirl, as our first trans superhero. Um, I don't know that character. Is that made up for TV, or is it an actual DC character? Do we know? I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, um, I've liked her role on the show so far. Do I think we need another super? Not necessarily, um, but you know, whatever. It's like all these people always, always get capes and powers, like Team Arrow. Joe's the only one who doesn't really have... Well, Iris. Iris does not have any power sets either, but <laughs> seems like all these people all of a sudden just get a superpower just for the sake of having it. But um, uh, This person, is a, it is a character also known as Dream Girl. Okay. Neuronel gained uh, Legion membership under the codename Dreamer shortly okay. before the Legion's continuity was rebooted, blah, 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 blah. I guess that's there. So, I mean, it's always different takes in this universe. So. Yeah. 
But they love they love those Legion of Superhero characters, as do I. That's great. Good stuff, man. Good, good references. Yeah. So let's talk about we have a new trailer for Shazam. Yes. Did you watch it? I did. And how was it? Because I didn't watch it. It's it um it just gets a little bit more into the humor, uh so yeah just gives you some more a couple more scenes, um more look at his his power level, <laughs> so it's uh it's a fun it's a fun little fun little trailer t- TV uh, I saw it, I saw it uh, in a couple spots, uh so yeah they're 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 priming us uh, priming the audience getting ready for April. Yeah, I'm um the Marvel sandwich. Yeah, right. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. It's funny that those two movies are coming out at the same time in the same year. It's yeah. it's interesting. Which Marvel is it again? Yeah. Um, we can't call you Captain Marvel anymore. <laughs> I'm curious. Okay, so I'm excited to see that movie. I think Zachary Levi is a good actor. I think it's going to be fun. I like that it's poking fun of that universe. Um, I'm curious when we get in that Wonder Woman trailer. With it? You think so? Maybe. think they're going to wait that long? What else? I mean... They don't have anything else. I mean, they would, you know, put it out for that, and then it's also attached to Avengers later in the month. So why not? Why not put it with your movie, you know? Or you put it with Captain Marvel, because, you know, it's that's another... It's a yeah, female superhero girl power movie, movie, you know. Yeah, woman power movie. It's you know these super awesome characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so we got a talk from one of the head producers over at Warner Brothers, Toby Emmerich. He's saying that DC is going to be less focused on shared universe movies. Um, their focus is going to be more on which they have said from the start, getting good directors. Yeah. to tell good stories. Whether they connect to a... You know, I think that Justice League was a real eye-opener for them when it failed miserably. And seeing that their biggest superheroes of all time, literally, of all time, I mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, like, those characters have been around since the late 30s, and you can't have a billion-dollar movie? Something's wrong with that. So uh, Aquaman clearly a billion dollar movie, uh, the biggest DC movie of all time at this point. Um, I think they're just going, maybe we don't need to worry about what Marvel does with the, it's all connected. Quote, quote. Yeah, they should have done that from the beginning. Um, it, it, it was, a, it was a bad idea to try to clone the success of Marvel, um, studios. It was just, it was a failure waiting to happen. Uh, especially since Warner brothers was never about, you know, going all in, with with you know the the library of DC and understanding that if you give if you give people what they want instead of just pretending that they just want Batman stories and Superman movies you know what they're still doing you know using those characters to sell other characters um, to a certain extent but um, right now we've seen a boom in these other you know interest in these other characters because of you know I think because of like the CW verse um, and now you know. Gotham going, yeah, Gotham and now going balls deep with, you know, the DC universe streaming service. So, um, let me, uh, yeah, let me ask you this. 
remember way back when uh, there was a rumor that Batman v Superman was going to be two movies. It was going to be Batman v Superman, and then it was going to be Dawn of Justice or Dawn of Justice and then like Twilight of Justice, whatever the fudge they wanted to call it. But at the end, presumably, of that movie, we would have seen the entire Justice League. If that would have happened, I think we would have been in a different place. What do you think? I think even if they... I think that allowing Zach, uh, if Zack Snyder could have finished Justice League and just let it be the way it was, we would be in a better spot now um, than we were, than we are now. Um, but I'm talking to your to your, to your point. Yeah. Um, because and I'm, I, I wanted to address this anyhow because we're talking about how Justice League fails, but it's also built that's built upon the fact that Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice was a horrible movie. Um, Not the extended cut. And if you would have split it into two movies, you would have let it breathe. Right. I'm going to get to that point. But it's like, it's a horrible movie. It's like, it left such a bad taste in DC fans' mouth that it's like, all right, you gave us Wonder Woman, you gave us Little Hope, and then you gave us Justice League, which was a a big mess. So I think what happened, we're better off anyhow right now. Because what if you got those two movies and it was still an elongated piece of poop? You know, it's like... Don, like that movie alone, Don Justice was boring as hell. You're gonna give us, you're gonna put an entire boring movie at first, and then give us this crazy movie. I, I don't know, man. I, it's such. I mean, it's speculation. It really, it's such a mess matter, right now. <laughs> but yeah. right, right. I can't even think what direction would have gone in because of what happened to Zack Snyder and his, you know, and his family. So that kind of, that screwed up everything that was going on, anyhow. And it's like, you know, unfortunately, these 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 things happened and. I, I don't know where we would have been, you know. Right. Now I think you know with Aquaman, we're we're, we're we're where it needs to be again. So let's just see what happens. You know, I'm I'm excited to see if they can continue just releasing successful, entertaining movies. I agree. Um, and then finally, in some bad news, or maybe bittersweet news, uh, George Perez, one of the creators of Titans, right? Uh, he is retiring from comics, he said. So, sad. But he's been, has he, when's the last time he did a comic? Um, let's see. You know, um, I think, like, he continues, to, he'll, he'll keep going to shows, you know what I mean? I think he'll keep doing that. Um, and just so everyone knows, George Perez has been on both sides. Because yes. he's done work on the Avengers as well. Um, so the dude has been steadily the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So he did sirens from 2014 to 2016 from boom. Yeah. That's Um, his latest. I think that's it. Right. So yeah, it's sad to hear one of, you know, one of the masters, uh, say that they're stepping away, but you know, for health reasons, you've got to take care of yourself. So, Hopefully someday I'll get to meet George Perez at a comic book uh, convention, get him to sign some books, shake his hand. Um, let's hope he does that at least. So I'd say it's time to take a little bit of a break. Sounds good. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi, over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, 
And look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we are back. And let's get some comic news. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dan Abnett's Titans is amongst the three announced cancellations from DC, uh, unfortunately. But as it's been announced, we are be, there'll be a new uh, Titan series down the road, uh, probably a little bit more tied into what they're doing on the DC universe, uh, maybe along those lines. Not exactly, but um, probably something to bridge bridge the gap between comic and and live action. But I like okay. I like Abnett's uh, Titans. I read the first uh, first ten fifteen issues of it. I never and then I kind of fell off it. But um, it was a good series. I like Abnett. Well, at least you can get. I mean, thirty six is a pretty long time to be on a comic. So yeah, hopefully, are they wrapping it up? Do we know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Good. At least he got to do it that long. Mm-hmm. Um, also canceled was uh, Damage and Scooby Apocalypse. That's a Jim Lee one, right? Damage was no, yeah. Scooby Apocalypse. Damage? Scooby Apocalypse, I think at first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when they launched all those series, they had talent, like the big talent attached to them. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was still doing it. The cancellation, but I'm pr- probably not. Probably not. Jim Lee is a busy man. He's a busy, busy dude. Damage was one of those characters that came out of Age of Heroes, I think it was, or something like that. The recent, um, recent, recent created hero just to try to get, uh, you know, new readers and whatnot. So that didn't do so well. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, next up, we have a, the Star Wars Galaxy Edge comic. Uh, it will tie into the new Disney theme park. That's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how does how does that even work? Because you go, you're going into a story at the theme park. Okay, there's an overall story, right? That you're a part of when you stay there. Gosh, just take my money. I guess I want to go. So you don't want to go? What do you mean? No, of course I want to go. I thought you meant the comic. Oh, the comic? No, take my money for that. I don't. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I better give you the comic free when you fucking check in there. Yeah. I better be yeah. on your nightstand. Yeah, should. As a free take it home copy signed by the creative team. Seriously, man. At those prices? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Gosh. Um, all right. And then finally, uh, Dynamite has announced a new Zeta comic series due out in April. Uh, I will be with writer Vita Ayala. And art by Olympia Sweetman. Yeah, she works over at uh, DC a lot. Vita? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Sweetman is a newcomer, apparently. Okay. So that's cool. That's cool. I mean, she's not like... She got found in the uh, DC workshop thing. Oh, cool. Yep. So, and she's done some stuff with uh, 
Black Mask, I think. So good for her. Yeah, absolutely. Good for Xena coming back. Jeez, man, that's a property. It's like thirty years old or close to it. Right. I mean, it's it's always been talked about. Hey, let's do it. Let's redo the TV show. Or you know, why isn't this on TV again? Especially in this time of age. The nerd. The nerds. They'll do it. Yeah. Old old lady Xena. Well, do something like the art style is cool. Like it'd be cool to see something like a Samurai Jack style mm-hmm. with uh, Xena in the animated form. I'd watch that. That'd be fun with a Hercules crossover. Heck yeah, Jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, let's get in the TV news. Uh, Highlander Highlander reboot has been, I guess, quote unquote, in the works for. A while now. I mean, and now it's rumored to be a TV show. Yeah, that's, um, it's by one of the John Wick guys. Chad Stileski uh, is trying to make it, make it so. Um, you know, I, I think like he has a quote about how Highlander has some places to mine that territory. So I think that would be cool. Like, I don't remember like other than that one guy was like a magician who's trying to steal their powers and stuff. But like, what, like where do they even come from? Like, how do you be, you know what I mean? Like, how do you choose who's the Highlander and who's not? And like, is it like the force? Does it choose them? You know, or like, can you hone those skills? Like, I don't like, I know they delved into some of that mythology in the show. I just, you know, that's at least 20 years old at this point. So I don't remember everything, but I think uh, a, a gritty reboot of Highlander would be sweet. Maybe Christopher Lambert will, you know, come out of the shadows and just like train somebody. Then he dies and that person takes over and he uses Christopher Lambert's powers to like become an ultimate Highlander. And his sword. And his sword. That sword's sweet. But, you know, like, yeah, like, we thought there was one. There could be only one, and then there's Duncan, and there's, like, all these other people who show up in the show. So it's, like, what's going on? Well, they all, need, they all need to die eventually for, say, right. Connor to be the one, you know? So it's, like, it, it, the, I like what you said about exploring the backstory, like, the legacy of what it means. Yeah. Like, really give it some lore. Um I think that was always kind of missing. Like, I really want to, I've been wanting to go back and watch the TV show. And my wife keeps like poking at me about it. I'm just like, do I want to, what does it hold up? Or is it just like a lot of time? It's just like, it's, it's a drama. Um, It's not really what I want out of like what I want out of a Highlander these days, I guess um, in this, in this super action, like, environment that we live in now you know it just the culture that we live in with the tv shows and stuff like that and action and violence and stuff like that i don't think it holds up i think it'd be kind of boring to watch yeah i mean definitely i'll watch the uh the tv or sorry like the movies again i do like yes those. and the um, tv movie where they cross over i still yeah. have endgame yeah so that's the movie movie right uh but yeah, but that's where Duncan and Connor are together in a movie. 
Correct. There's, yeah. they there's did like the bounty hunters coming after him and stuff. But remember, there was the, there was the TV one too, where they did a, it was like a, it was when he came on the TV show and they did like, yeah, a mini made for TV movie kind of. It was like, or they put the movies, the episodes together into one. It was like, I'm positive. <laughs> Super boring. <laughs> we have talked way too long about Highlander. No, it deserves some podcast. <laughs> Whoever has a Highlander podcast, please reach out to us. We want to interview you for Don't Forget to Tell that guy. <laughs> we want to know what the hell it is that you do. When's the next anniversary? We, we're going to be celebrating that one. Uh, All right. Go on. Sorry. You look it up. I was, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, 18, just, 1986. So, or, you know. We missed it. 2011. Five years, yeah, 2021. Jeez, In two years. It'll be how many years? Thirty-five. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, Sorry. Let's go it. on. Let's go on to some real news. Disney Plus first look oh, is good. coming in April, <laughs> but not for us. We're not getting the first look. The investors are getting the first look. So that's uh, I don't know what they're going to be looking at, but. Disney Plus is coming. The app, you know, what they'll do is yeah. they'll they'll Bob Iger will come out with his phone or like UI, Tony, yeah. yeah, Tony Stark style, like one of those systems where he doesn't even have to touch it, like Minority Report. Bring yep. up the app, and um, you know, and then people will go, ooh, ah. you know, just again, take my money. Maybe at that point we'll get the price in April. That's yeah. the same time as celebration. Um, time so hey whatever i'm excited for disney plus i will be giving them my full money so that's it absolutely and last up in tv news uh i guess tv news whatever you call tv these days if you watch it on your computer or whatever or your big screen because your tv is now smarter than you are i don't know um rooster teeth the creators of Ruby, uh, Red versus Blue, those great uh, you know online shows that they've been making for years. Uh, a new one is coming out called Gen Lock. It stars Michael B. Jordan, Dakota Fanning, Macy Williams, and David Tennant. I would just I watched the trailer this morning. It's like a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Yeah, and the only reason why is because I've just never been into like neon Genesis Evangeline or even like Gundam too much. We're like seeing robots, people pilot robots and punch each other. I never cared about because there's always so much drama involved in it. Like now you bring in a monster like Pacific Rim, you bring in a Kaiju and they punch that I'm there. You know what I mean? Or some sort of alien threat and you have to make a giant robot. I'm all about it, but Robots fighting robots. I watched the trailer and I was like, animation's fucking great. The animation was real cool. Um, obviously, the level of talent coming out of those actors is great. But overall, I'd have to see like what the reviews are in order to really get me into like a robot versus robot fight. I just don't. doesn't do it for me. That's just me, personally. Yeah. So... Whoa, movie news. Go on to movie news. We So this is crazy. This came out of nowhere. Trying yeah, and this is what our show is 
the title's about. This is what our entire lives are about now. <laughs> it's real funny because, okay, so here's the news, right? Jason, Rice, Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, director of such great films as Tully and Up in the Air, is going to make, I do like his movies, yeah. Juno. I mean, his movies aren't normally this, but yeah. he is going to do a Ghostbusters movie. It's Woo-hoo. going to be a direct sequel to Ghostbusters 2. Um, on the Warlock Home Video Network, we were just talking about 1989 films, 30th anniversary, and Ghostbusters 2 is 1989. So this is a nice announcement that we know in next year, which means they're filming it in secret right yeah. now. <laughs> like Somewhere, someone is in a proton pack because in order for a movie to come out, even if it's December 2020, that movie is in heavy pre-production, if not in production. Right Especially now. a movie of this scale. Well, it's not like he has to spend a ton of money. It's not even not even that. He has to do it right, though. And he does have probably, to do it right. And it probably took a lot of work to do it right. Yeah. Um, after you're not, trying, you're not trying to rush this out and just, like you said, in try to get this filmed in a few months, you know? Right. I think that was the thing that shocked me the most was that he came out saying, hey, uh, you, you know, did the whole interview. Like, I used to go on set with my dad, and I love these characters, and I'm in that world, and I want to see it done right. And then the next day, we get this treat teaser showing the Ecto-1 in a spooky <laughs> uh, farmhouse, you know what I mean? Like, barn or whatever. It was crazy. So, I guess, like... The rumor right now is that there, there might be teenagers um, taking over. Uh, that's the rumor. Yeah, that's the rumor that's on the interwebs right now. Right. You know, being, being, and then the, the images of the, the Stranger Things kids are getting thrown up there, you know. So. Okay. Well, whatever. To that. Um, no, no, I know. But it's just like that parallel is funny. <clears throat> I. It rest in peace, Harold Ramis, teaching new kids how to do what they did. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's what I wanted from the reboot. I had nothing against those ladies, which we're going to talk to about in a minute. I had nothing against those ladies in the role. No. I had a heavy thing against the movie existing outside of the regular Ghostbusters universe. And then, you know, it wasn't funny to my for me and stuff like that, but nothing against the women themselves. I think they're all good actresses. Um, but if it would have been those old guys saying, hey, ladies, you, you, you know us, you liked what we did in the 80s, here, let me show you how to do it. It would have been a nice transition to a new team. And I hope that, uh, you know, this young Reitman, Jason Reitman, does that. Do you think they had to do it that way because this movie was already in the works? No. Nope. I'll tell you what, even though I know this movie has to be in heavy pre-production in order to come out next year, I also know it's Sony, and I know Sony makes shotgun decisions. Mm. And Sony, uh, you know, we hate Sony, (laughs) for the most part. Except for the gaming system. (laughs) Right, except for the gaming systems, right? So they just, I think like, Sony just probably was like, oh, we failed, moving on. That's it. I think they were just like, scrap it. 
<laughs> moving it on. Um, and just so everyone knows, that movie cost $37 million to make. It made $215 million. It wasn't a bust. No. <laughs> it made money. It's just that the critical backlash was so insane that they just had to wipe their hands from it. So I think that Sony could have done, you know, what they're doing right now. I think they just thought that, you know, Kevin or uh, Paul Feig pitched them this idea with these women and he's worked with most of them in his past life, the director. And I think he just said, this is my idea. And they go, well, Ghostbusters hasn't been around for 30 years. You make good movies. It's $37 million. Isn't really that much money. Go ahead and do it. That's it. I think they probably gave him a budget to work in under 40. And Ivan Reitman, he doesn't even know how to make a big budget movie. So I can't imagine. I mean, that's it. He doesn't make those types of movies. His movies cost maybe $10 million. Maybe. So I think he knows he's got to do it in a cool way that doesn't cost that much money. So again, it's little loss to the studio. And he'll do it. Um, so one last thing though, speaking of the women, Leslie Jones, uh, one of the actresses spoke out and said that this was a quote unquote dick move to be making this movie. And, um, I thought she just sounded really childish, you know, like regardless of how you feel about that movie, it doesn't, you know, saying that they're going to make another one without you, like, that's what happens. Be glad you, you even got money to make another movie or the movie beforehand. You're an actor. Look at Charlie Cox. He doesn't go and say Marvel's a piece of shit. He goes, thank you. Thank you for the three years that I got to do it. That's it. Don't come out and talk shit. That's, or else you're going to get burned in Hollywood. That's all I got to say yep. about that. Agreed. Whew, okay, sorry. So let's talk about Danny Glover. <laughs> Switch gears. And how he's joining the Jumanji sequel. Oh my god, I love Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. I don't know for real. Funny. I did. Yeah. It was a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. Um, so I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. And I'd watch the sequel. Probably in the theater. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we'll see what happens uh, with Danny Glover. Danny Glover. I know what happens. Oh, Predator? Yes. Yeah. No, obviously. It's not, I think this is the secret Predator 2 sequel. Welcome to the jungle. It's I think you're right. Never mind. Anything else I was going to say about Danny Glover is useless, because this is... All, you're right. What you said. It's all I want. It's really... <laughs> um... And finally, in movie news, though I am going to add a little amendum here, Netflix does get a Best Picture nomination with Alfonso Cuaron's Roma. Um, Buster Scruggs also got a couple nominations. And, and that was a Netflix quote. So, yeah, Netflix with the with Oscar noms. It's like, it's like 15 nominations or something like that for Netflix. Yeah. So yeah. this, this was the thing we just talked about a few months back though, is that um, they, they were upset that they couldn't get nominated for, for best picture at the Oscars. I mean, like we care what the Oscars says, right. um, but it does, 
in the grand scheme of Hollywood and whatnot, it does mean something. Um, so this is this is interesting because we were saying, does it mean that they should be putting these Netflix movies into theaters? Should Netflix just be making their own theaters? Things like that. But here we have, um, I guess this is this is it, right? This is what they were asking for. Well. Yes and no, because the only thing that I will say, Amazon had a movie that um, Casey Affleck movie, and he won an Oscar for it. But the movies can be produced by these streaming services, but they still have to go to the theaters. I think. I don't think you could just like Bird Box. I don't think right. you get nominated for an Oscar. Like I Unless think they the put it in theater. Yes. So Roma has been in theaters making money. Um, Buster Scruggs, I think, did a limited release. Mm. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe they could get to a point where they like <laughs> just put it in like one theater, one night only. Maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, that is where I don't know 100%. I'd have to do some research and then write an editorial on it because I do love writing about Netflix. Um, because I think they're a genius company, but yeah, they they do have to have some theater ties. It seems. I I did not know that Roma was actually in theaters. It's, okay, so that that answers my question. Yep. yep. That I had asked myself. <laughs> if you have an indie theater near you, Roma is there today. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's move on to some gaming news. We got a first look at Mortal Kombat 11. Um, first look being like they they did a whole event. Never Never Realm did a a huge event. Uh, Ronda Rousey came out. She did the mocap for Sonya Blade, which we haven't seen in a while. Um, they touted some other new characters. Some old characters came back. New gameplay. Blah 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 blah. If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, Mortal Kombat 11 looks insane. One of the things that's really cool though is there's a possibility of a crossplay, right? Yes. Crossplay against all systems. Yes, okay. that or whatever. What say? Even if it's just between consoles, you know what I mean. It's still they're still taking that step forward, um, and whatever. Man. We're getting to that point where it's just going to be like one big oasis. Oasis, yeah. That is one thing. So, just recently, uh, one of my favorite games that I'm blanking on the name, Rocket League, yes, got. Full cross-play between every system. All the consoles plus uh, Steam. So if Mortal Kombat gets that, I mean, that's huge. And like you just said, it opens up a world where, you know, it's one of the big deterrents. Like, I have friends who just play things on Xbox. But like Red Dead Redemption online, it's for everything. It'd be nice to be able to play with everybody. Or Destiny or Borderlands 3D whenever they... Oh, wait, sorry. There is a Borderlands VR. But, you know, a new Borderlands. I want to play it with everybody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Mortal Kombat is getting towards that goal, and this looks great. Who would have thought? That's almost 30 years later. When did the first Mortal Kombat game come out? When I was in middle... When we were in middle school. Yeah. I don't Nin- say 90, like, like You were in middle school? 90... We were in middle school together. I know. I had to, I had to amend, I amend that immediately. 1992. Yeah. Yep. So that's crazy that uh, this this uh, long ago that 
we have another Mortal Kombat coming out. Still going strong this series. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Chris, take us to the world of Star Wars. Galaxy we just far, have far one last one last gaming news of Resident Evil Two arrives this week. Um, in the wake of extremely positive reviews. Yeah, uh, the so, reboot. Just so yeah, the reboot. Um, I I remember just like I was going to mention. I remember the first time I played Mortal Kombat. It's like these things. I remember the first time I played Resident Evil Two um, overnight at like in the pitch dark. <laughs> uh, these games, um, yeah, just bringing back the nostalgia. So I'm I'm excited for Resident Evil Two remake. I would like to play it at some point. And you know, if you guys are you know, there's a lot of pre-order bonuses still available if you guys are going to pick that up. Yeah, it's at a. It's at like an eight hour, um, about eight hours to beat it. I, I don't, I don't want to pay full price. No. But I 100% want to play it. So, um, yeah, pretty excited about that. Cool. Good, good, good. Absolutely. All right. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars. Um, our favorite company ea ea man just keep screwing up the world of star wars gaming i guess uh the the rumored or i guess not the rumored the in progress open world star wars game that we were all looking forward to just like we were looking forward to the other one they canceled is now canceled 13 all of them yeah all the games yep All the games outside of Battlefront and your mobile gaming games, game platform, whatever they are, um, that are addicting and then totally unsatisfying. Uh, come on, EA, man. Isn't it time that other companies had a little, you know, could step up bat and take a swing at this? Let me just say this. A couple things with that. Yes, EA should not be the only people to be able to make these things. Same thing with Hasbro should not be the only people making Star Wars toys. You need to go and diversify things. I read why the other one, the one from Visceral in EA, got canceled. Um, Yes. And one of the things, this quote has been going around again, is that I remember the designer, and I'm paraphrasing, was like, yo, you know, it seems like it's really cool to go and make a Star Wars game. But guess what? It sucks. Because you might think, oh, I'm just going to have this guy with a blaster, and then I'm going to have him shoot. Well, who is this person that he's shooting? How does this tie into canon? What does this have to do? You know, would it shoot this way? That's not really Star Wars. Blah, 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 blah. Like, he was saying, like, when you work on something like, uh, he was one of the Uncharted guys. Nathan Drake can do whatever the hell he wants because Nathan Drake is an original idea. You can just make him do whatever. Whereas Star Wars, you're going back 40 years of, you know, everything. And now, especially with what Disney wants with it's all connected, literally, in the video games, the comics, the TV shows, the movies, you can't make a move without looking back at Pablo Hidalgo and saying, can I do this? So to make really, but to I make, know that to I, make a game that's that's got to be so 
effing hard. And I don't think people realize that. I, A, yes, to a certain extent. But they, I think sometimes they think a little bit too hard about this. I mean, if they took it and put it in a totally different time or, you know, something new, like, why are you trying to, like, give us something that's happening? Like, the same thing, like, when you get upset about, oh, why are they going to do another series during, during the prequels or during the Civil War? You know, like, why why are we still rehashing these time periods? When when back in the day, they did this awesome Knights of the Old Republic game and we did two of them and were super successful and did it in that time period and launched a whole new lore. So it's like, you guys could go and do something at another time or now and even in another dimension almost because Star Wars has opened it up to that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there are there are things to mine. And I think this is what upsets Star Wars fans, that they keep going in the same circles. From what I understand, this game was taking place in the underworld. You were a bounty hunter, whatever that looks like. You know what I mean? Even if you made the character up from scratch. So even if it has nothing to do with the movies, even even if it has nothing to do, I think... It's still, as a game designer, it's really hard to constantly be looking back and asking them, do I have permission to do this this way? You know what right. I mean? Like, if you go and say, I'm going to go and make a stormtrooper look like, go back and look at Pablo Hidalgo or the story group and just say, would this even work? Would, would a stormtrooper, how, how does it breathe? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that we don't think of when it comes to this kind of stuff, because like, we're not in it. We don't, we're just like, we just want to see a new star Wars game and, and get, don't get me fucking wrong. I want to see a new game. I want to see a game that's like uncharted. I want to see a game. That's a role-playing game. Like Knights of the old Republic. I want to see pod racer again. I want to see all this stuff again, but I think it's just a lot harder. That's, but that's what I'm saying is like, I don't necessarily need a first person game or a role-playing game. Like, give me another X-Wing game or whatever. I don't, you know, there's games that you can make without putting the burden on your back of all that stuff. And the problem that I see is that it's more of a fear thing. Now people live in this fear of Star Wars fans. And it's true. It's like, what if I, what if we do mess it up and everybody hates it and then we get death threats? You know, it's like, yeah, it's, too much. It's, it's the toxic environment we live in. And I, you know, and I agree with everything you're saying, but there are ways around it. Um, to making games. So they, they make this, this, the, the game that we used to play, the galaxy heroes. And all of a sudden they're just dropping nicely the Republic characters in it. You know, it's like without even worrying about whether that's really canon or not, you know? So they do these things, but then on the other, on the other hand, they, they're like, Oh wait, we can't do this because it's, it's too complicated. And people, right. I, I don't know. I just would love to, I would just love to fly around in Poe Dameron's X wing in a, in an, like an ex rogue squadron esque game set in the resistance time, you know, or something, something, these simplified more, these more simplified games. I don't need a fucking 21 hour story game, but there's just not right. enough. Like, Oh, where's my lightsaber battle game that you guys were supposed to be doing with like these fun games. We got VR, we got all this stuff you can tap into, but you're all worried about making the next uncharted, you know? Well, don't lie. You do want that game. I do want that. We all I, want that game. Of course. <laughs> of course I do. But there's, in the meantime, we don't have to be all here sitting twiddling our thumbs waiting for a Star Wars game when you could be putting out simple ones while we're waiting for this other one to be made because it seems like it's going to be years until it's made. <laughs> right. I think like what they did with the storyline in Battlefront 2 with the uh, 
what's the squad called? Inferno Squad. That was the best, for me, the best part of Battlefront 2. Because I read the book, because I got to know the characters, I just thought it was awesome. And it does tie into canon directly, but they did something really cool with it. Um, I don't know. I think, like, at this point, if you're going to keep it all canonical, you need to make a Rebels game, a Resistance game, a uh, one of the comic book writers, Charles Soule. You know what I mean? Like, you need to start using what you already have mined in the last four years and just adapt it because that's the only people who are allowed to stick within that world. And, you know, let's try and, you know, kind of think about the canon as it is. They weren't so worried about that with when they were like at the nineteenth year of the EU when they were putting out games. You know what I mean? It's wow. like That's let's a, not be so serious. Plan. Like people were serious about Star Wars then, the same kind of rabid fans. So now it's like what changed? Now you even have now you're less into canon, yeah, so you have more. Holders. That's what changed. Disney changed hundred percent. So well, let's move on because we literally could do a whole podcast yep. about Star Wars EU hundred um, percent. What's coming up? Uh, we all right. So this is this is interesting. Um, a little bit of a crossover happening between the comics and books is coming up. Uh, between uh, Marvel will be putting out a comic series called Tie Fighter, and there will be a book called Alphabet Squadron. Um, actually, it's going to be a trilogy of uh, stories. So that's cool. Uh, so the the Tie Fighter series and Alphabet Squadron will tie in together and crossover, and. Um, we got the first look at the covers of both the first issue of the comic and the book. Yeah. So, uh, alphabet squadron, we, we talked about it about a month or so ago and it's written by, um, Alexander Freed who did Battlefront twilight company. And he's done other star Wars books in the past before, um, as well, but he did a real good job with the, the war side of that. And then the comic, um, is actually written by Jody Hauser. Mm-hmm. And the comic is told from the perspective of a TIE fighter pilot while Alphabet Squadron is from an X-Wing uh, side of things. So same time period, same things that are happening told from two different perspectives, which I always really like that um, duality. And I think they did a really good job of it in, uh, what is it? You didn't like it. Lost Stars, Lost Stars. that I loved. You know, just to see those two sides. I thought that was, I personally thought they handled it amazingly, but this will be cool to read this. No, I like that book. I don't love it. I have my gripes with it. Do you think that these these stories could all exist at the same time? Do we see a reemergence of uh, our Lost Stars characters within this series? Is this series set during the Civil War? Around it, which... It's the last days of the Civil War. Okay. Uh, the elite squadron of TIE fighter pilots known as Shadow Wing is assembled to protect Imperial interests. Um, so that is, it's a Marvel mini series set, uh, right after Return of the Jedi. Um, there's a good chance that we could be seeing Lost Stars characters because people have been begging for Lost Stars characters to come back in some, somewhere. Um, and I will say, and I, again, this is its own podcast or show, but I will say that what they've done outside of the movies for me has been more satisfying than what we've seen in the movies. As far as keeping things connected, feeling like star Wars, I think this kind of stuff has been really cool. So yeah. I like it. Awesome. What time, what time is it, man? 
It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, first up, we have the Hot Toys War Machine Punisher. One six scale figure coming at you uh, based on the design from the recent uh, look in the actual comics when he when he puts on that armor. And I'll tell you that if I was uh, had some, you know, extra spending cash or whatever, I would probably get that just for the hell of it. It looks pretty cool. I mean, honestly, it looks amazing. It looks like crossbones. It, it's it's like War Machine. You got Punisher. It's actually also inspired by Marvel Future Fight, the mm-hmm. the game. That's where that figure came out of, that design. So, um, you know, Sideshow, pre-order, it's $392. But... The reason why is that there's an LED lighted head. Um, there's armor. I think it's actual like metal or at least some sort of metal thing. It's not cloth. So I think that's the reason why they added like the extra hundred dollar price point. Um, but you know, it looks badass. <laughs> I just don't want to spend three hundred and ninety two dollars on a on a toy based off of a video game based off of a comic you're right you're right Casey um, because when I could spend money on a 1-6 scale figure I think it would be that David Lost Boys figure we saw the other day Right, that was just previewed I forget what company that's from but um, that'll be popping up on the, the hobby sites So, and you're yeah. uh, checking out that because those normally are in a good range of 100 and 150 dollars <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are. Or, yeah, yeah. Cu- those could be custom figures, right? Um, which is curious because that there was that Lost Boys figure. We saw it in 2016. That David figure. Do you remember that? Where was it? A toy fair? No, we Just, sorry, we did not see it in person, but it oh. popped up. The one six scale uh, figure did. Huh. It wasn't so, this one. Um, it was not. It was not this one. Interesting. So it's from a. Um, what do you call him? Kit Basher, I guess. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. You know what? It's about those. Um, it would be interesting. If, if you could just like build your own. Every time I did that with uh, my Logan and my Blade, and right. you know what? I think it costs about you know when you build it yourself, it can cost anywhere from a hundred, hundred fifty. So when they're selling these figures in that range, anyhow, might as well get the real one. Yeah, yeah. if it is the real one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, very real. Uh, next up, okay, Neca. Neca's got their uh, movie. Turtles coming to stores on the 6th of February. So those are finally going to be in store uh, for you guys who have been viciously waiting for them uh, because you were so mad because they could only be available at San Diego Comic-Con or whatever, toy or 
New York Comic Con and whatnot. Now we're getting finally the single packs, which is cool uh, because, you know, NECA made it happen. They got these into general release somehow in an exclusive form, but they're available for who whoever wants them right now. It's basically that pre-order has been open. Um, you can get the bundle of all four online only, which is cool. Uh, so, you know, it's still available uh, to get by the 6th of February. But uh, in news, uh, there is a mystery listing in the target computer system, according to some of the toy sites. Uh, there is a spot for two Ninja Turtle two-packs. Uh, so speculation has begun of what these are. Um, my thought is that maybe there is a broader release of the movie theater, uh, the movie figures um, that maybe GameStop is getting the singles. Maybe there's two packs going to Target. Who knows? People are speculating maybe they are the video game version ones. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, man, I'll get it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I like that stuff. So that's, uh, huh. That'd be very, that'd be very interesting. Just yeah, random, looking. just random ones, huh? They don't, yeah, it's just yeah, it's don't unknown. I know what that's going to be, if it's even in your local Target. Uh, right. I'm like, you know, like mine is empty of any kind of NECA products. For mine reason. usually is, yeah. Actually, they, they don't have the NECA section like they're supposed to, or that cool section. They kind of threw everything into like um, that weird section that they've had for years with the pops and everything. So Right. I just, I don't like that. Give me a full NECA section like you're supposed to. I do want to add another one real quick. Yeah. Apparently, there's going to be a Mayfex Wolverine figure coming out. Yeah, I was going to put that on. And I was comic, like, oh, comic one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just if you guys are interested um, in that. But Metacom does they do good comic book figures. Um, do you have the Wonder Woman? Is that who the uh-huh. Wonder Woman is from? Yeah. So lesser price point than um, Bandai usually. Slightly different sculpts. Usually, I think, I want to say their faces are better. But this is Jim Lee's uh, Wolverine or Wolverine from the animated series. Either one, it's, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, what else? I also have that Ray. Um, because, was, because Bandai never made a Ray, right, from, from Episode 7. And so I think it was Mayfex made, Mayfex made that one where the face is kind of like washed. Yep. But it comes with her her wrapped head so it's like it's an amazing thing like they make great figures and that wonder woman still kind of like that soft painted face it's not really like great but i got it for 30 bucks yeah so you know it's like yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna go spend money on something like a a mezco which was kind of like poorly reviewed and not great at that price point when you can get the same figure kind of because they're not there's not a lot of like Mezco clothing and stuff, you know. They haven't so figured out how to make female clothes or female figures yet. Because the oh. Catwoman, I heard the joints are all jacked up. Yeah. Catwoman looks good, not gonna lie. Um, but no, I'd love to get it, but yeah, I'm scared, I'm scared to get it. Yeah, me too. So, and what's last? Finally, uh, London Toy Fair is happening right now. Um, you know, New York Toy Fair is next month, and you'll be there. You'll be there. I will. Less than All one. Right. Uh, Rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, but they've they've revealed uh, Funko has revealed a boatload of collectibles, and they are all available on um, on our affiliate EntertainmentEarth.com. Um, I looked through them all. There's a ton, but um, 
in in kind of just uh, the spotlight uh, with B- Batman's 80th anniversary this year. Uh, there's a ton of stuff happening. Detective Comics 1000 is is due out in March uh, mm-hmm. with all its variant covers from the different decades, just like they did with Action Comics. Um, but Funko is doing a Batman 80th line uh, with different different Batman from the different decades. Uh, one being, they are doing the 89 Batman, and then there's also like the scene that with Batman scene. and the Joker. Yeah, yeah, with him on the glasses and he's punched him. <laughs> and they did that. Um, there's some really cool ones out there. So take a look at Entertainment Earth if you want to take a look at those. Um, also, um, there's been a, a release of Shazam Pops. Uh, sh- of course, Zachary Levi showed off the Shazam Pop not too long ago, but there are other characters in Shazam um, in in costume. So it's uh, a little spoils spoilers perhaps, but um, cool nonetheless. He's in a costume. What's the spoiler? What's that? So he's just in a costume. No, no, his we've seen. The other two are yeah, are right. So it's like other people are getting powers. The kids are all going to get powers as they do in the comics. We'll see. I don't want to talk to you anymore about that. Can't wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where can you find all right. this? We are at don't forget to tell.com. Uh, news, reviews, interviews, and more. And also on the uh, socials. Yeah, D Fat Towel. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, 4chan, Foursquare. Oh, all of them. MySpace. MySpace. Oh, yeah. Got to update that. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, this is Casey saying go read your comics, people. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.